This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. I got to the building approximately 8.45, and you switch at 78th to the 102nd floor. I walked in the elevator, hit the button, like you said, for 102, and that's the moment the plane hit. And at that second, the jolt was incredible, and everything turned dark, and there was nothing but fire. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, we say to l- hello to the Delaware Valley uh, on Saturday night, and it's a special show this week because it's our monthly uh, President's Report, and I want to uh, alert the listening audience tonight that we're doing our President's Report uh, on Wednesday of this week, leading into the broadcast uh, tonight, Pat, as we come to you from uh, your office headquarters here at the uh, offices of the AFL-CIO, but I thought it was uh, significant uh, to uh, comment and have you reflect uh, on uh, the 17-year anniversary uh, of 9-11, uh, which uh, in our calendar was yesterday, uh, even though we're transmitting and broadcasting now on Saturday here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Joe, absolutely. I, you know, um, it may be 17 years, but I think on the hearts and the hearts and the minds of uh, every citizen of this great country, uh, that event uh, will never be forgotten. And certainly the events that took place uh, yesterday uh, were more than warranted and, and uh, hard to keep a dry eye when uh, not only when you see the respect given to those 3,000 plus people who we lost, but um, the emotion of, of, of uh, not only the folks who uh, directly lost family and friends, but uh, we all felt that we lost family and friends on in, in that terrible day. And, uh, you know, there are two events, uh, if you're fortunate enough to live as long as I have, that probably uh, hit closer than anything else that we've been involved in across the world uh, is obviously Pearl Harbor, uh, probably, I don't know my calculation, 79 years ago, where that was the homeland. And of course here, where it not only hit the homeland, it hit the heart of the homeland in the Pentagon, New York City, and, and uh, that that town in Pennsylvania that uh, was so well memorialized, memorialized yesterday. Uh, uh, just a little highlight, if you will, and you know, uh, I you know, I certainly am not a religious person. I wish I was, but uh, I, I got a lot of dues to pay yet. Uh, but uh, I saw a quick blurb of the event in Pennsylvania, where a bald eagle flew down and landed on the crane, or the high reach, whatever it was, and just for a minute, uh, that was our country. And and so I think that kind of uh, I think that for me it captioned what I think everybody feels and 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 remembers uh, from that terrible day 17 years ago. It's just uh, and when you hear people reflect where they were and 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 the kinds of things that happened and how it couldn't really resonate right away that this could be happening 
Um, you know, I heard somebody say until the second plane, uh, it was an accident. It was just an accident that happened. So uh, God bless all those folks. God bless every day the folks who work for us and fight for us. Uh, the, you know, first first responders and, and uh, all our brothers and sisters that, that go into those foreign countries to keep those crazies from being here in our country. Um, absolutely. Here, here, Pat. Uh, it's it's you know, every year when we see it on TV and, and, and obviously with social media right now, obviously there's a lot of uh, remembrances. And, and um, one thing to also obviously remember is the individuals that were first responders, but those that went to help afterwards. Out of organized labor, a lot of those individuals um, who, who, including the first responders, are suffering today from, from, from cancer. Um, it's, I don't know what the statistics are, but the after effects continue. And so the thoughts and prayers um, you know, are you know, obviously from us to, to all those who lost their lives. We had um, Peter McDonough, who was a business agent. I know Pat probably remembers Pete. Sure. His nephew, um, out of, from the Ironworkers, his nephew, Peter Wartawi, I went to high school with. He lost his life there. So I think about him and, and all those every year. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out. And like Pat said, we will never forget. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We're presented by Pond, Lahaki, Stern, and Giordano. We are fueled by the Sinesta Hotel. J. Doc, we're coming up at the uh, very end of the month of September. We will kick off our fall lineup of our Labor Leader Roundtable. Uh, it's going to be a dynamite, uh, very dynamic event on, on Saturday night. That's the final Saturday of the month of September coming up uh, from the Sinesta Hotel. And, of course, we're driven by Chapman Ford and our good friend James, Jim Stevenson up on the Boulevard, who told me the other day that it is now 34 years, uh, Pat, if you can believe it, 34 years of unconditional commitment by Jim personally, uh, uh, serving and supporting uh, the labor community. I was astounded and fascinated by his commitment uh, and, and his tenure. Tenure in life sometimes gets lost uh, in all of the discussions, but his, con- uh, his commitment to the labor community uh, certainly should be recognized. Well done, Jim. Uh, well done, Jim, Jim Stevenson. Listen, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'm supposed to say it. But, <laughs> That's but okay. He, it's goes, your show today, brother. <laughs> Jim goes back to the Northeast Lincoln Mercury. I mean, uh, there was yep. a there was a Northeast Lincoln Mercury on the corner, and uh, uh, I first met Jim there. And so, uh, if it's 34 years, uh, I guess I was just out of high school when I met him. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, but no, he's yeah. he's been dedicated for a long time, and he's he's a, he's a good person. He supports everything we do, and uh, he supports uh, the work of people when they're out on the street. If he sees uh, a, a construction job that he walks by, he says hello. So he's he's a good person. No doubt about that. Got a, a a very very busy show for our listening audience here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, as we roll along here on a Saturday, we come on certainly with the understanding of you listening to a broadcast that was. Recorded uh, on Wednesday, some of the uh, fallout or some of the ramifications from Hurricane Florence are now unfolding. So uh, we're sympathetic to that as it uh, occurs in real time. Uh, we're also going to have Dan Bowder join us a little bit later on in the program to get into uh, midterms. We've got a lot of conversation to talk about uh, in terms of midterms. And then coming up in our final block of the show, Pat Iding's going to step out of the chair and step aside uh, and allow us to introduce. Uh, you to uh, Jay Doc, a, a, a new co-host or host that's going to join us uh, on Saturday nights. Uh, no, he's not 
the pres- becoming the president of the AFL-CIO, but we're, 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 we're unveiling him today. Did I miss something? And, uh, <laughs> we're unveiling him today, so we'll do that in the very final segment of today and then uh, give him, I don't want to give him out in name yet, but we'll give him an opportunity to set the stage on what we're going to look forward to in what's going to be a very, very busy fall. Oh, absolutely. Looking forward to a lot of things. We get the big announcement in the last uh, set here today. And um, just, to, you know, here we go. The fall's coming. we got the elections coming up, ready to go. A couple of minutes before we get to the break, Pat, I want to uh, give you an opportunity, first time that you're on this month with the President's Hour, uh, to, I guess you have a lot of thank yous from Labor Day. Uh, the event was... Uh, Tremendous, uh, well attended, and and I thought uh, great media coverage throughout the city uh, as well. It should be. Joe, yeah, that, thank you for that. And I first I want to I want to reflect back a little bit further, if you don't mind. Uh, you know, when I was last on the st- uh, show doing my show, we were talking then about August fifteenth and Labor Stand for the Children, and uh, I had the pleasure uh, to be on the Dom Giordano show uh, a morning in between to discuss why Labor would. Uh, stand up and get involved and uh, a lot of questions about is it about the president is it about the uh, immigration laws and i try to make it very clear hopefully uh, very clear without being insulting that wasn't what i was on the radio to talk about i was on the radio to talk about uh, things that i read about when i was growing up in other countries where kids were torn from their parents and and families were broken up and, and I wanted to make it very clear that the labor movement in this country feels that that shouldn't happen in the United States. So I had a good session with, uh, with Don and uh, Dom, and I, uh, hopefully he feels the same way. But I need to give a, a great shout-out to the folks who took, uh, took part in that event. It was an event that was uh, stayed steady on the message. It was about the kids and the family. It never, it never de- deterred from that. Uh, right up to the uh, silent march that went from Penn's Landing up to the Customs House. Um, now, silence is pretty tough when you have thousands of people, but it was maintained pretty well. And it was finalized with uh, folks from the clergy uh, talking about the issue as we saw it and staying on point. And so uh, a thank you for all the labor people who came here from uh, f- other parts of the country. Thank you for all those folks who here in Philadelphia joined us, not just labor, but uh, community folks uh, who care. And uh, also, uh, you know, it, it, just to make a point that labor is about all kinds of things in our community and uh, not the least being all working people. So Having said that, you know, uh, the, the Labor Day is about working people. It's not just about organized labor. It's not that, just about those folks who have the benefit of a collective bargaining agreement. It's about the working people in this great country who we like to say proudly built this country. I mean, we went from, uh, we went from cornrows to, to fact, manufacturing and, and became the manufacturing hub of the world. It was all working people that did that. It didn't happen by itself. So as you said, Joe, Labor Day this year, each year it gets, I think it's a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Uh, 60 unions stood out with, uh, with other folks who come along, marching bands, the string band, uh, you know, DC 21, their members have put together a helicopter from the Vietnam area, from Vietnam, uh, they, by hand, they put it together, refurbished it, and that's a delight and a parade. The kids love seeing that. They, certainly the kids don't know the history and the bad history with it, but, it's a great day, and it's a great day for labor, and the party at the end of it at Penn's Landing, uh, it's great seeing everybody come together. You know, there's no differences that day. We're all about the same thing, trying to take care of our families, you know, have a, a decent uh, d- decent clothes on the kids, have be able to send them to school. 
It's a great day, and they all come together. And we had a lot of politicians there who want to get elected. Uh, but we had the governor of Pennsylvania who saw fit to come to Philadelphia. The attorney general came to Philadelphia. Of course, our Congressman Brady. And not to take away from uh, uh, Congressman Evans, Brian, uh, Dwight Evans, but, uh, you know, uh, right now, at least, uh, Congressman Brady is still that area. And, and we try to and, – and, of course, the mayor of Philadelphia, who literally uh, speaks both sides of his mouth and out the front of his mouth about working people and labor and loves to take care of the kids. So it was a great day. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We'll get to our first commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. I won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs. A woman who was probably in the same elevator car with me who was severely burnt um, appeared and she would... Someone just stepped out of nowhere. His name was Avi. He worked for Cantor Fitzgerald and said he's going to take her down. She's not going to be left behind. And he, you know, heroically to help this woman down the stairs. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. The date for the roundtable at the Senesta is going to be the 29th, Saturday uh, night, uh, the 29th of September. We'll be here, of course, uh, as we are every Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. We will be live from the Senesta Hotel. J-Doc should be a good event and a good night as we kick off our fall lineup uh, of our labor leader roundtables. And somehow I feel as though, Pat, when we get into the uh, October time frame, um, we're going to spend an incredible amount of time continuing to talk about and prepare for midterms uh, as they are going to really come in and uh, into main focus. They're already in main focus. They're going to become and that's going to become intensified starting in October. No question, Joe. I mean, this this is uh, listen. We we work at it a little bit longer than from Labor Day on, but Labor Day traditionally is a, is a kickoff time where people start to become a little bit more aware uh, that there are elections coming up. And uh, we wish that more people would be aware, and that's our job, to try to make sure more people. Uh, Two focuses that we have, well, first of all, our focus on all the candidates are the candidates who care about working people. That's that's where our focus is. It's not who's a Democrat or who's a Republican. It's who's going to care about working people the day after they get elected. And in that vein, you know, the governor of Pennsylvania, uh, Governor Wolf, and, and, and our Senator Casey, have more than committed to working people and organized labor and the care of communities in this great state. And so they're going to be uppermost in our minds. But I want to introduce Dan Batter, who is our campaign manager. He's at the lead for, for the efforts that we're going to do from here till we get these folks reelected. And uh, so, you know, I want to have Dan say a few things. He's getting things started. Uh, he's already been working on it, but he's getting things started a little bit more this this coming weekend. Dan, you're on. Thanks, President. I am happy to be here uh, with Joe Dock and with Joe Krause here and uh, with, with the uh, the mystery uh, extra host who will be revealed later on in the program. I don't want to spoil behind, anything. He's behind a curtain right now. <laughs> he brings so. the average height of the, uh, of, the, of, the, of the team up. He's got some good-looking kicks on. I don't know who he is. But he's <laughs> so um, about the midterm elections, Krause, you were talking about, uh, you know, people tend to start to focus on that as the, as the, the, the leaves fall from the trees and the, the air gets a little bit cooler out, um, you know, President Iding talked about Labor Day kind of being the kickoff of our fall campaign season. And so to that end, uh, you know, this Saturday, the, the 15th, we're beginning our door-to-door labor walk program uh, that we do citywide. Uh, we also are going to start our phone banking program where we're calling members at home to talk to them 
about these issues, about keeping Pennsylvania from becoming a right-to-work state by getting you know Governor Tom Wolf uh, reelected and keeping a voice for workers in Washington, D.C. by reelecting our Senator Bob Casey. And so those are our primary focuses uh, as, as the Labor Council for Philadelphia is those two races. It's not that there aren't other great people running to be elected or to be reelected across Pennsylvania, but our focus in the Philly Labor Council is is those two folks, Governor Wolf and, uh, and Senator uh, Bob Casey. And so we've got a lot of work to do, a lot of ground to cover, talking to our members about the issues, talking to them, our members about what the the impact that the having these two folks return to their offices will have uh, for them. You look at the in the uh, investment that Governor Wolf has made in the Port of Philadelphia, in uh, basic public education, uh, and the funding formula for for public education, um, the the bills that he's vetoed that have come from the right wing legislature, knowing that he's there, having his pledge that he would never sign a bill on paycheck deception or on right to work, uh, that's important for us, and that's the kind of thing that we're we're talking to people about, and. Um, you know, it, it it could be a very historic midterm election um, because of, of things that are going on nationally, but I'm not really concerned about um, history being made or, or national polls. I'm really concerned about making sure that our members uh, have the most uh, informed choice when they go into that ballot box on November the 6th and that they're able to, uh, to pull those levers and, and vote for candidates and uh, elected officials that stand with them. I'll tell you what, um, and 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 it's 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 awesome what you do, Dan, and 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 the um, the it, this is where you know the the rubber hits the road. Um, and what's and amazing, Senator Casey, Jay Duck, not to cut you off, and fi- I want you to finish your point. Senator Casey on this very program went out of his way to make sure that he indicated absolutely. a necessary uh, a necessary defined approach to making sure that they talk to each one of the labor members, each member, each union, each network went out of his way to make sure that was important. Uh, he did. He was absolutely. Go ahead, Dan. No, I was just going to touch on what Krause said about Senator Casey. You know, I spent a uh, Friday afternoon with him a couple of weeks ago um, at um, SEIU 32BJ, where Senator Casey uh, sat with public sector workers and and other workers to talk about the effect that the uh, Janus decision may have on their workplace and on their unions. And we spent, I don't know, an hour and a half or two hours with him in in a nice small group where rank-and-file members were sitting there with a U.S. senator because he wanted to know what they had to say. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't some sort of photo op. It wasn't a grip and grin where he, where he left out the back door right away. He sat there and asked them questions and listened to what they had to say about their workplaces, about the, the concerns that they have, and, and not just about on that Janus issue. He, they talked about all sorts of things. Um, and so it was seeing Casey in that arena like that you see that this is somebody who's dedicated to representing real pennsylvanian values in washington and and what's interesting about that is so president um rick blumendale the paflcio on on um i guess on philly.com uh over labor day uh he he had an an, an op-ed that talked about you know our labor union members um keeping in mind um you know and and dan you mentioned janice support legislators that support our working people otherwise there are consequences to those things uh, that are you know far-reaching if you don't pay attention 
Pat, let me give you a chance to get way yeah, in the last I, I word t- before we go to the break. I think, listen, first of all, Governor uh, uh, Wolf has been with us from one point to the next. He's always been with us. He cares. He comes down, like Senator Casey, and, and speaks to the people. But this is not new for Senator Casey. Casey, Senator Casey has been this way even before I supported him. Sure. Always reached out to people. And uh, he comes to this, this council here uh, with a whole room full of people, you know, 40 people, and takes as much time as it takes to hear what they have to say. But he also, when you bump into Senator Casey on the street, he'll stop and talk and ask you questions. And you don't have to be a union president for that. You can you can be Sam, who just left his job at the tailor shop, uh, and he'll sit there and talk to you. He's that kind of person. He's just, listen, not to relate him and, and Danny in any way, but he's a Scranton person, you know. Danny's, I think, a little bit more Wilkes-Barre. But, but, uh, but, no, he's a real person. You know, and I've said this a couple times on the air. In our neighborhood, when you, when you say someone's a real person, that's a big compliment. They're real people. And that's what Senator Casey is. And I believe, uh, you know, this guy Wolf, with all the money he could have and all the background he's had, he cares about where kids are in school. He thinks public education. He went to public school. And his parents could have sent him anywhere. But he, they, th- his father felt that he should go to public school for the world education that he would get there. And, Dan, I want to thank you for, for doing the work that you're doing out there, man. It's, it's, it makes a darn huge difference. It's the President's Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, still to come on the big show, we'll continue the dialogue uh, about midterms as we roll along. We'll get through Pat's agenda in the next uh, segment. And then, uh, pardon the pun, we're going to throw him out of the chair. Uh, and we're going to bring in our special guest and unveil the uh, curtain. And as J. Doc mentioned, he adds some height to the program <laughs> in a lot of different ways back in a moment. I believe there's room, okay, for the national building trades, the local building trades, to have partnerships with the Trump administration as it pertains to energy, as it pertains to infrastructure, as it pertains to the undocumented worker. Three of us run our way down when firefighters who were coming up saw us and they, they made sure that we, you know, we got out of the building quickly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fortunate for us at the same time we did get burned and, you know, we did get out of the building before the masses. We, we passed hundreds of people on the way down and more audio coming out of the out of the break from 9/11 and that day that uh, changed all of our lives uh, 17 uh, years ago. Full disclosure, he wasn't at the time, but uh, is now. Uh, some of the audio uh, listener that uh, we're playing for you tonight. Uh, now a family member of mine, Pat, who was in uh, in one of the towers and uh, was not a family member of mine uh, at the time. Just uh, happened to marry into the family 17 years later. Um, riveting stuff, as you mentioned in the opening segment. Well, you can imagine we we talk about it in our mind because we saw it from afar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine uh, someone like you're referring to now who's been there and was there. Uh, I just can't imagine. I, I just, I mean, I still have visions in, in, in my head of the people uh, that were running and, and screaming and looking and whatever. And, yeah. and so uh, God bless him. Uh, but, Joe, I want to, you know, first of all, I want to thank Danny. Danny does a fantastic job. And I want to, you know, folks are listening out there. Please follow our lead. When we do our program, when we do labor to labor, when we talk to our members about what the issues are, we win these elections. And we win it for the benefit of all working people. So uh, when Danny makes the call to whatever union, whoever you are, please show up. Uh, 
take a minute on a Saturday or nighttime, whatever it is, and talk to your brothers and sisters about how important these elections are and what the issues are. And I think if the issues are discussed to each other, not just amongst us leaders, but to each other, I think you'll you'll see the will of the way is that uh, Governor Wolf and Senator Casey are very, very important to Pennsylvania and the working people. And just a couple things I want to highlight. You know, uh, we got a lot of things going on, the Janus situation. We're dealing with that in many different ways. Uh, But I have to tell you, across the country, the union approval has the percentage of people who think unions are necessary has risen quite a bit. Now, I have to tell you, and I, you know, I said earlier, I'm not a Democrat or Republican when I'm, when I'm dealing with issues, but in, in, in sheer numbers, you know, only 45% of the Republicans viewed uh, were in favor of unions, and yet the opposite with the other parties, uh, Democrat or uh, the other party. So that's important to note, but what's really important to note is that we can't get beat down. And just, I want to I do an excerpt from our President Trump's comments on a, on a radio show, and it was about the virtues of organized labor. And here's what he said, his quote. We don't fear the attacks against us, stated President Rich Trumpka. We don't fear the right to work. Our power comes from the connection between us. We want fairness. We want dignity. And we want everybody to have access to the American dream, quote, unquote. Now, having said that, let me talk about Unite Here and the workers who are trying to organize at Marriott, not only here in Philadelphia, which is the biggest hotel we have here in Philadelphia, but across the country. Now, along the way, while they're trying to get a collective bargaining agreement for themselves and some of their own conditions, safety conditions, they did a major walkout across this country, I I guess, uh, a couple months ago. And it was about the safety of the folks working in hotels. So this is headline, a win for Me Too and the labor unions. Because those folks, those workers walking out and standing up for their rights, now there are panic buttons in hotels all across this country, all the Marriott's. So when a worker who goes in to clean a room has some some person put themselves upon them, they can push this button and be safe. You know, and going back to to that famous incident where where you know it hit the hit the headlines and everything about uh, a, a sexual approach on some of the workers. The point is, this happens all the time, and nobody cared. And now, because workers are standing up, they have their voice. And I will tell you that Edith Santos, a longtime housekeeper at the Philadelphia Marriott down here downtown, spoke at the company's annual stakeholders meeting, called on their employer to take action on workplace sexual harassment. Santos is 72 years old. She said her co-workers were constantly in fear of being harassed or attacked by guests. Now, because of that standing up, standing up for themselves and standing up for each other, this is going to help people across this whole country having this panic button. It's a shame we have to do that. But isn't it wonderful that workers do that? And and they didn't just do it for themselves. They did it for each other. So that's a point I wanted to make. Organizing is, is happening. It's alive here in Philadelphia across the country. I mentioned before, you know, Michigan went, became a right-to-work state, and immediately 50,000 people joined the union over and above what was there. So we, we got to make sure that we know that the working person has some rights. And, you know, I'll give you an example without going into the gory details. Tesla, which I understand is pretty expensive, Tesla, pretty expensive cars. Sure. And the folks there are trying to organize, and, and they are collectively being put upon by the employer – being left go because they've talked about unions, uh, being false claims against them. And this is just another case where folks just want to have a voice, want to have a little bit of protection. 
and you have these big companies who keep getting more and more from the president of the United States, not you know not giving them a fair chance to have their voice and want to beat them down by getting rid of them. So organized labor is on the move up. You heard my president's statement. I agree with him. There, you know, there's there's nothing to fear but fear itself when it comes to us. And when we're together, whether it's organizing on a job site or politically that Danny Bowder's hand on, they can't beat us. Well, it's interesting, Pat. Um, you know, yesterday was the 17-year anniversary to one of the worst days ever. And, Pat, you mentioned Pearl Harbor. Um, those individuals sought to divide us. And our country was never more in, never more in solidarity than the day after 9-11. Well, these, on a... Another totally different level, these corporate, major corporations, these right-wing individuals seek to divide us and, and seek to, to, seek to um, try to demoralize us through Janus. And all they do is uh, mobilize us. Labor's never been more mobilized. There are individuals that, that, that um, are, our labor leadership is talking to their members more than ever before. So in those words of President uh, Trumpka, uh, talking about those situations, labor has, has never been more. There's never been more solidarity. So I'm absolutely proud of that. You look at the corporate greed that Pat's talking about. There, I saw an article, I think, on PAAFLC or one of the websites. Um, Amazon is worth a trillion bucks, yet some of its workers, a lot of its workers, are on food stamps. Now you're talking about Marriott. Uh, you're talking about um, you're talking about Amazon. You're talking about some of these other massive corporations. Let me tell you something. You don't think we need labor unions in this country to to, to, to collectively bargain and represent individuals that can't represent themselves? I mean, you saw the part that the the show we had last week, Joe, with individuals that were calling Pat. I don't know if you heard the show, calling home to their wives, iron worker, non-union iron workers, calling home to their wives, saying, "I may not make it home," and I'm telling you why. So I said, when you see the rat outside a building, it don't look pretty. But that's what it's repre- that's what it's representing. Letting people know there's serious situations out there. So thank God for organized labor and here, here, Pat I. Well, and, and listen, it goes it goes even further because you you know there, there's been a whole lot of things going on with Janice and some of the other stuff. But you know, uh, raising the the minimum wage is still very hot in Pennsylvania. Sure. You know, I see them moving in New Jersey. I think that governor is going to move something pretty quickly over there. Uh, he's he's uh, he cares, and so does the, the the two houses over there. So here in Pennsylvania, we're working on it. And probably uh, we're going to have a rally not too not too far in the future. But when we talk about raising to to fifteen you know fifteen dollars an hour, we're not talking about our members. We're talking about working people who sure. should have the right. Uh, you know, right now in, in city council, we have a bill for Fair Work Week. It's about folks who work on these jobs where they only have part time jobs, and at the last minute, they're told they got to work longer than they were supposed to. Now, many of these folks are, are, are single moms or single dads that they have to they have to be able to take their child to daycare, or maybe because they've make very little money at Target or any of those other places. They have to do two jobs. And when somebody walks up to them at the last minute and says, well, you got to come in tomorrow, 
that jeopardizes their way of getting the the, the young person, uh, the baby or whatever, to a to daycare. But it also may jeopardize the other job they have. Yes. And all we're asking for at City Council is for a bill to be passed that says the employer will let the workers know what their schedule is. Sure. And, you know, we're willing to work with the employers to, to massage it, see, you know, what employers, uh, you know, Target may be bigger than McDonald's. I don't know what's what. But it really comes down to the supervision. There's, there's, the corporate people shouldn't have a problem with this, but that guy or that girl who's the supervisor who wasn't trained properly because they didn't plan their day out, they're going to take it out on the working people. We want that stopped, and we want the workers to have a fair work week so they know if they have to work two jobs that they can keep one while they keep the other. And that's labor doing that for working for other working people. So and, and that's, that's who we are. Yeah, and I, Pat, I've, I've repeated, I've said, it, you know. That you've that you've said that I've repeated your 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 statements hundreds of times. Organized labor fighting a, a battle that typically isn't theirs, fighting for people who may not have a collective bargaining agreement, who cannot fight for themselves. Last word from you, Pat, the president of the AFL. Well, I I wish I could stay around for the mystery guest, but I'll. I, have I want to you to hold. Out. I want you to hold your applause. <laughs> and I don't want you to be upset that we're putting him in your chair. No, no, for, no, for no. Listen, listen. I got this chair because I wanted this chair. They can have this chair, okay. but but they got it do it uh, but no listen it, uh, uh, i know who your mystery guest is and i think it's a great opportunity for the listeners and a great opportunity for him uh it is a him by the way only not saying that because of any other than i know it's a him so that's the first because uh, I, right? I saw the kicks i know it's a him. So, <laughs> he's but, behind uh, his screen right now we always listen, see silhouette. you know not to quote the president again but i want folks to understand that nobody can tear us down, whether it's the Supreme Court, and we know we're going to have that fight, whatever it is, if we stay together and care about each other, and especially about all working people, there's no way they can beat us, and we'll grow. We'll grow stronger. We'll, 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 and, and by the way, if they put a few jobs here, we get a few jobs, we'll grow stronger. We'll organize those jobs. So thank you. President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, joining us here for the President's Hour. Uh, one segment to go when we come back after the break. Jay doc and I will uh, unveil the curtain and bring in our new uh, host of the big show as we go into the fall with big plans uh, around the midterms and everything else uh, that's in front of us. Back in a moment. I've been coming out of step with them guys, okay? And mm-hmm. I was a treasurer of the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and it hasn't, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business. We picked up a police officer who was injured by falling debris while being treated. His radio was going off and going off, and he just said, I'm fine. He just stopped. He refused further treatment to go back to the scene. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Shout out around the Delaware Valley to everybody tuning in. And a special thanks to Pat Eiding as part of the President's Hour. Uh, every month we spend one hour <laughs> with the President, Pat Eiding. Special thanks uh, to Pat. So it's my pleasure. Uh, 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 go, oh, drum roll. Drum roll. Drum go, roll. Go ahead, Jay. Okay. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. You know, traditionally we have a labor host here and. Um, We've had the pleasure of having John Doherty um, and uh, Ryan Boyer. Um, and, of course, we're fortunate to have Pat Eiding um, once a month. And um, it is my absolute pleasure uh, to, to introduce to the Delaware Valley uh, our, our new labor host on a weekly basis, uh, Mr. Chris Woods. Of the, he's the executive vice president of 1199C. Chris, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Um, it's, it's definitely an honor to be here um, and uh, be honored to co-host the show with you guys on a weekly basis. Um, I really enjoyed the show. I'm a fan of a show, so I'm really excited to be here. Um, I look forward to the programs and the kind of information that we're going to put out um, every week, not only to my members, but to all of labor. Um, so I look forward to being here and um, I look forward to being a voice for the community as well. And I look to bring that part of uh, the show. You know, it's interesting. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're ecstatic, you know, obviously, to have you as part of the team. And, um, you know, you are going to bring a, a, a number of different elements, community, politics. So we do, but you want to really focus on them, you know, heavily. Tell us a little bit uh, about, you know, some of the things that you want to, you know, bring on a weekly basis. Um, I just want to continue to be that voice. Um Outside of labor, I've, uh, you know, that's my hat that I wear every day, and I'm honored and, and, and thankful that uh, the members of 1199C um, and both the National Union, I'm the executive director of the National Union, um, have given me the opportunity to be um, their leader locally and nationally. But um, here in Philly, also, I, you know, I'm a voice of a community, and um, I'm a voice of young millennials. I'm a voice of a young African-American male in the city of Philadelphia, and I just want to bring um, those things to the show and uh, be able to speak on different topics and issues that affect not only myself, not only my members, but, you know, again, members of the community who look uh, just like myself. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT as we welcome into Saturday Night Live Chris Woods, who's going to uh, join us on a weekly basis as we continue uh, our move towards the fall. Chris, you heard some of the dialogue on the show earlier today with President uh, Pat Eiding and, of course, Dan Bowder joined us for uh, a segment. Uh, midterm elections are very, very uh, important. They're, it's, it's a huge conversation. Uh, locally in Philadelphia, I'm sure amongst your members, um, going to be very uh, spirited and very dynamic leading up to the midterms. Yeah, I mean, these midterm elections have the ability to not only change the uh, labor community, but have the ability to change our country and where we're heading and where we're going. And I think uh, we need everybody to play close attention. We need folks to get registered to vote. We need people to realize the impact that uh, these elections, these midterm elections are going to have on them, whether you're uh, a member of, of a union or not. Um, I think we got to get folks to realize that. It's too, too many times as I'm going around the city or just having conversations with folks, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's members, whether it's coworkers, where a lot of times, and especially the, the folks that look like me that's young and don't really understand their importance of voting or midterm elections, and we got to do a better job of letting people know that it affects you one way or another. These midterm elections are going to affect us um, for years to come if we don't get the right folks elected or reelected. And so we got to make sure that um, we do a better job of making sure folks understand the importance of these November elections. And we're doing all that we can on our end in terms of our members um, at 1199C, but we're also asking them to take the message to their family members, their friends. A lot of our folks, just like other union members, play a key part in the, in the community. You're the block captain um, in some instances. And so we're asking folks um, to make sure that they spread that message for us. Yeah, and J-Doc, just to put an exclamation point on that thought, you heard Dan Bowder uh, say it pretty emphatically. He's burning the, uh, his days are longer and his nights are much shorter uh, as he gets uh, prepared for what is a big push already underway. But it's all about communication. It's all about delivering the message, not only what we deliver on this radio program, but member to member, door to door. 
Well, here's something interesting. Um, when you look at somebody like um, you know uh, Chris Woods, um, I, 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 that, 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 you know you're talking a large group of union members that that you know from 1199C. How many members in the union? We're up around 13,000 between Philly and South Jersey. Okay, so 13,000 members in one union. That's a massive groundswell when you're talking about individuals um, mobilizing and getting engaged in their communities for the for the purpose of obviously supporting uh, you know candidates that support um, you know their interests. And it can't when when you look at Janice and you look at those uh, types of situations. You know, and you look at, you know, the, what, what happened uh, at the last presidential election. People like Chris, like you said, they have to understand that for every action or non-action, there's a reaction. And when you um, when you uh, and you're voting, it impacts you and you've got to educate yourself and understand when you have 13,000 members, you guys can actually literally impact an election it's a very far-reaching, uh, you know, opportunity for, for a membership like yours. Yeah, I mean, when you have 13,000 individuals um, that you represent, uh, President Nicholas says it all the time, we actually have an obligation to make sure that they are educated politically, make sure that they're engaged politically, and make sure they understand the importance. And, and it's just so now that we're just trying to expand um you know, outside of our membership to their families, to their friends, to their uh, folks in their community, in their neighborhoods, to understand the importance and the impact that um, voting or non-voting has. And so that's what we're trying to do. Well, Chris, I want to welcome you to the broadcast. Thank we're you. ecstatic to have you here as, as, our, as uh, the man in the big chair. Um, we, we can't wait for the future. You're going to be doing a lot of cool things. So I just want to welcome you and say, uh, you know, let's let's do it together, my friend. Hey, listen, I'm excited to be here. Um, I, I'm thankful to be here. I appreciate both of you guys giving me an opportunity to be the labor host on the show on a weekly basis. Um, I don't take that lightly. Um, I, I think it's going to be tremendous. Some of the things we're able to do, and I think it's going to help continue to push me, not only as just a labor leader, but one of the leaders in the city of Philadelphia. So I thank you guys for the opportunity. Chris awesome. Woods will be joining us every week here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Special thanks to all of our listeners who are part of the broadcast. Special thanks to Danny Bowder and, of course, the president of the AFL-CIO, uh, uh, Pat Eiding. Along with Jay Doc and Chris Woods, uh, I'm Joe Krause. All three of us will return one week from tonight until we gather again here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.